So this week, Basalwana, our theme for this week for prayer is building a strong and effective prayer life. And tonight, I'm going to show you how to pray for the lost and how to use the weapons of your warfare. I'm going to try not to be long because I want us to pray. Sometimes I make that mistake on the first day. I say too much. I don't want to say a lot. But I'm going to ask you to stay with me. James chapter 5, please, if you can open that. Verse 16 to verse 18. We'll read the King James Version Bible and the Amplified Bible afterwards. Can I have it, please, at the back? James chapter 5, verse 16 to verse 18. Read with me together. Let's read. One, two, three. Confess your faults and do what? And pray for that you may be what? Absolutely, that you may be what? Now the second part is what I want us to focus on. Read it with me. What does it say? The effectual. Read it again. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Read it again. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Keep that verse there. Now, this verse tells us that the prayer of a righteous man, the effectual and fervent prayer, so there's two things there, effectual prayer, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now, I know the minute we see the word righteous, some of you already exclude yourself, all right? Because, you know, the word righteous, it's kind of confusing, but the word righteous Barcelona, simply means somebody who has a right standing with. All right? In this instance, somebody who has a right standing with God. You remember 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21? He who knew no sin was made to be sin for us that we should be made what? The righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Look at your neighbor who didn't say anything. I say, how to be Bible? Look at you. And you want to walk in power, Marabona. Leave say you now with you. Just tell them. All right, let's have it up on the screen. 2 Corinthians 5.21. 2 Corinthians 5.21. We'll come back to James, all right? 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, He who knew no sin, for he made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, right? That we, somebody say we. We, we should be what? Should be what? Be made what? The righteousness of God in him. So in Christ, we are the righteousness of God. What it simply means is this. When you received Christ as Savior and Lord, God made you to have a right standing with him. So next time when I say you are righteous, don't look around and say, who are you talking about? I'm talking about you. Look at your neighbor and say you are righteous. Even if Uchichiriza, so you are righteous. All right. All right. So let's go back then to James chapter 5. All right. It says, the effectual fervent prayer of what? Of what? Of what? Do you realize that verse is talking about you? Because you are the righteous man. Not man male, man human. Man homo sapient. You are the righteous man. So the Bible tells us that your effectual, fervent prayer availeth much. So your prayer is, your effectual, fervent prayer availeth much. I love it in the Amplified Bible. Let's have the Amplified Bible. I just want to read that part because the Amplified Bible puts it very, very nicely for me. All right? It says, 
My goodness. It says, let's... <laughs> you saw what I saw, right? <laughs> it's, the, it's the second part that I want. It says the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of what? Come on, read it again. It says, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous person. It means when as a righteous person, you must pray earnestly, you must pray continuously. All right? If you pray earnestly, continuously, you pray like that, the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man does what? Makes what? Come on. It makes what? Tremendous power. Say it again. It makes what? Tremendous power available and then what? Dynamic in its working. Woo. What it's saying is this. Through prayer, you actually generate power. Through prayer. Through prayer, you bring power into action. Before you prayed, the power was not released. But when you prayed earnestly, when you prayed in, from, a, from your heart, it's a heartfelt prayer. When you prayed continually, you made tremendous power available. And that's why I've said it in the past. Prayer changes things. Prayer transforms things. There are things that happen because we pray. We're not here to play, Basalana. We are here to change things. We are not here because it's a religious thing to do. We are expecting something to shake and something to move in the heavenlies. Can I hear an amen? Let's have that verse again. Earring, earring. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer. Does what? Makes tremendous power. What? Yes. Dynamic in its... Say it, say it this way. Because that righteous man refers to you. Say it this way. My earnest, heartfelt, and continued prayer makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's important, Barcelona, because when you understand this, then you know you can change things through prayer. If you really get this revelation, then you realize prayer is one of the most dangerous weapons that God has given us as the church. Yeah. But, but, but the church is not learning the art of prayer. We're not learning how to pray effectively. We're not studying this thing called prayer. We're not, we're not, we're not practicing so that we become champions. So that when we say we're going to pray, when, when somebody, we will pray for you. Because something is going to move. But, 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 but the world doesn't respect us because we play around. We, we, we don't have powerful prayers. We, even when we pray, we're joking. Even when we pray, we're playing around. Even when we pray, it's just words. There's no power. There's no effect. But I'm here to tell you, God is turning things around. Yeah. That when the church gathers to pray, something is going to move. Can I hear an amen? I was working, you know, December time. I was busy at home the one day and for some reason, and I don't know why, Basalana, and 
And this has been like that for years. There are times, not always, there are times when, when I'm working, I think a lot. Okay, so I always think a lot. <laughs> but you know, and then you, know, you have these thoughts that cross your mind. And in the past, I, you know, I'd, when I'd work, I'd have a lot of negative thoughts come, and I don't know why at that time. You know? And, and I know thoughts come from Satan. You know, the negative one. So for, for some reason, I just was thinking about a situation that was really not pleasing to me. And the more I thought about it, my heart was thinking about it. And I kind of got into that pity party mode. Have you ever had a pity party? RMS capsule. Look at the neighbor and say, you look like an RMS capsule. <laughs> huh? Have you ever gotten into that mode where you, you kind of think about a situation and you start feeling sorry for yourself? Kind of licking your wounds? Huh? And as I was having a pity party, the Spirit of God said to me, what's going on with you? Why are you behaving like a victim? I said, God caught me off guard. He says, why? He says, why are you thinking like that? You can change this. Ah, you didn't get that. Let's have the verse again. Let's have the verse. James chapter 5. Let's have it in the Amplified Bible. God said, why are you going on and on, licking your wounds, thinking like this, feeling sorry for yourself, going into a pity party, when I've given you the power to change this? Listen, this week, you are going to be the most radical, dynamic, powerful most effective prayer warrior. You are not going to go into a victim mentality. You are going to be a change agent. Can I hear an amen in the house? Why? Because we're going to learn the earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. I'm going to show you that tonight from 2 Corinthians chapter 10. How you can use your weapons, the weapons of your warfare, not, not as, 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 as an RMS capsule, but as a militant, powerful, strong child of God who knows who they are. The days of the RMS capsule are over with in Jesus' name. I said the days of the Arabic capsule are over with. You will no longer look at any situation and feel like you can't do anything about it anymore. I declare it to you in the name of Jesus. You're going to rise in the power of God and you're going to pray the prayer that changes things. Can I hear an amen in the house? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. I want it in the King James Bible. And then in the living Bible afterwards. I'm going to show you a few things, but that's really going to be a blessing to you tonight. It, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty. Somebody say mighty. mighty. Say it again. Mighty. Say it again. Mighty. They are mighty. Watch this now. Through God. To what? To the pulling down of? Next verse, next verse. It says, verse 5, it says, do what? Casting down what? 
I want you to note every word you are reading tonight. That's why I wanted to read with you. Earring, casting down what? And what? Every high thing that does what? Against the knowledge of God and doing what? Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Now, let's go into that verse, Bazalana. In the past when I read this verse, my understanding was, and let's have it up, the weapons of our warfare are not canal, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. All right. To the pulling down of strongholds, verse 5. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing to captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, when I interpreted this verse, I used to, the way I was taught was that this refers to you dealing with your thought life. All right? That Satan brings these imaginations and you must bring them down. Now, that's correct. But I just found out as I was studying recently that this verse is, is not only confined to that. This verse is a very powerful verse that has to do with you praying for the unsaved. I'm going to show you. This verse shows you how to use your weapons. All right? To be able to bring the saved into the saving knowledge, the unsaved into the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And all those words, imaginations, things that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity, all those words are power words. And we're going to talk about them tonight. And I'm going to show you how to do it. Now, let's first of all just outline a few things. Read it with me. The weapons of our warfare, let's have it verse 4. Read it with me first of all, verse 4 and verse 5. Verse 4, Irene. For the weapons of our warfare are not they are not what? They are not what? I can't hear you. They are not what? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, they are not carnal. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, they are not carnal. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, the weapons are not carnal. But they are what? They are what? They are what? They are not carnal, but they are what? Through God to doing what? Doing what? Doing what? The pulling down of what? Note that. Next verse, earring, pulling down. And then it says what? Casting down what? And what? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And doing what? You bring what? You bring into captivity every what? To what? All right, now. Let's go through a few things together because this is going to be very helpful to us. A few things, okay? This verse is talking about spiritual warfare. It's vital for us to understand this. And Paul tells us, first of all, about the weapons of our warfare. Watch this, Barcelona. These are spiritual armaments. All right? Go to verse 4, please. He says, the, the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. He's saying, these weapons are provided by God. All right? So, what, 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 in our involvement in this warfare, we are not using human methods. Okay, we're using God-given divine methods. And the weapons that are provided to us by God, watch this now, not only have they been provided to us by God, they are at our disposal. 
It's up to you whether you use your weapons or you don't. They are at your disposal. Tell your neighbor they are at your disposal. These weapons, when you read about them, there's many of them that are mentioned in the Bible. You can look at Ephesians 6. We'll talk about these ones. In Ephesians 6, Paul talks about all those weapons. Some of them are, 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 are defensive weapons. Some of them are offensive weapons. And Paul uses the word warfare. He says the weapons of our warfare. Somebody say warfare. warfare. That word warfare is the word stratos. The weapons of our warfare. He is choosing this word. The Holy Spirit is choosing this word to alert us on some very important things concerning spiritual warfare. Watch this now, Bazalan. That word stratos is where we derive the word strategy. Okay, so it's the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of the stratos. This informs us that spiritual, spiritual warfare doesn't occur accidentally. But it's something that is strategically planned. Satan, when he brings people down, he plans it very well what he's going to do. But Lerona, to bring down his kingdom, we've got to be a strategic people. There are things that we touch and there's buttons that we press. If we press them, if we touch there, you can bring him down. All right. In the same way they use, you know, any army that has ever fought. Huh? They just don't just rush into battle. There's always a plan. They have a certain plan. As a matter of fact, they'll tell you, you know, different armies in the world, depending on their capabilities, you know, there are, there are those who, they are much stronger when they fight in the air. They use bombs and all of that. But there are those who know guerrilla warfare where they fight on the ground. So if you're going to fight people who, are, who know guerrilla warfare and you're not good in guerrilla warfare, you've you got to use a different strategy. Somebody say strategy. Say it again. So in other words, you decide the method that you use. You choose the method of approach. And you want to cautiously take a certain approach to chart a way forward. So the word stratos doesn't only describe Satan's strategies, but it also tells us that the Holy Spirit has a strategy. Many people pray, but in their prayer, they don't listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling them. They don't know the strategic things they need to pray for. And listen to the Holy Spirit about. I'm going to show you. You look blank, some of you. Look at your name and say, Mara, please don't look blank. Tell your neighbor, In other words, what it says that in our prayer time, because these weapons are generated by God, as we pray, we need to listen to God's strategy. What am I talking about? Well, let me give you some interesting examples. In the Old Testament, there are many examples of divinely inspired strategies or spirit-inspired strategies. For instance, when the children of God went out to war, God always would tell them the strategy. When it came to Joshua, for him to be able to destroy the Jericho walls, God gave him a strategy. He said, well, you go march around the wall and let the musicians go ahead, let them not say much. And then on the seventh day, march seven times around the wall, then shout. It's a strategy. God wants to give you a strategy. I see God giving you a strategy this year. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What about Jehoshaphat? Jehoshaphat, he sent out a praise team before the army to sing and worship the Lord and he was going into warfare. And I love in the cases of David, if you read the cases of David, many times when he went out to war, the Bible says he sought the Lord. 
He sought the Lord. And every time he sought God, God never directed him the same way twice. So God wants to use a strategy. Can I hear an amen? amen. Can I hear an amen? amen? So the weapons of our warfare, let's have the verse again, please, at the base. Let's have the verse I'm going to work with that verse. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Somebody say they are mighty through God. <clears throat> say it again. The word carnal means fleshly. It describes anything that is flesh made or conjured up by the flesh. Paul uses this to tell us to say, if you're going to be effective in warfare, don't look to the flesh. Don't depend on fleshly strategies. Don't try to defeat Satan by human methods. If you're going to bring down Satan, we've got to learn God's methods. We've got to learn God's strategies. You've got to arise over natural effort, natural talent, human effort. These are spiritual weapons, spiritual strategies. They come from the spiritual realm. So it says, these God-given weapons, when you take these weapons and use them in connection with divine strategy, and you don't look to the flesh for that strategy, you will succeed. Somebody say you will succeed. Say it again. Say it again. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you will succeed. Say it again. So it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But then it says they are mighty. Somebody say they are mighty. So he's differentiating between fleshly weapons and spiritual weapons. He says these fleshly ones, they are carnal. Different lamolefating. Mara, there's these weapons that are mighty. Now, the word mighty is a very interesting word. It's the, it's the Greek word dunatos. Dunatos. The word dunatos is derived from the word dunamis. Now, let me show you the difference between dunamis and dunatos. The word dunamis, we find it in, 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 in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Jesus says, you shall receive Power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So you will receive dunamis. You will receive dunamis. So watch this now. The word dunamis is where we get the word dynamite. All right now. Dynamite, dynamite is inherent power. Dynamite is power that is within. Okay. So the Bible says you will receive Dynamite when the Holy Spirit comes. In other words, you receive power that comes to reside in you. Maraena, iri, our weapons are mighty. Dunatos. Now, the word dunatos is not only dynamite, but is dynamite in action. Ah, uh, you're not hearing what I'm saying. The weapons of our warfare are dynamite in action. You know, it's the, the, that word dunatos is from the, 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 the same word where the word miracle is derived. In other words, these weapons of our warfare, they release miraculous power. These weapons of our warfare, they get things to move. It's the effectual fervent prayer. It makes great power available. It's dynamic in its working. Oh, I see you being a dunatos person this year. It says that I'm mighty. Through God. So these weapons, they put God's power to action. In other words, if you will do what this verse says, then you will release God's power in the given situation. How many of you want to release God's power in a given situation? Instead of sulking, instead of being Aramis capsule, rather change things in that situation by releasing God's power. 
Oh, I see you changing things in your home. I see you changing things in your business. I see you changing things in your church. I see you changing things in the community. Instead of complaining, release Donatos in Jesus' name. Instead of complaining. Instead of complaining. Instead of being living with a victim mentality, take on the weapons of your warfare. Get into action, soldier. Have a strategy and change things. That's what we're going to do this year. I see some radical people rising up in the name of Jesus. Tell your neighbor you are sitting next to a radical person here tonight. The weapons of our warfare, they are, they are, they are mighty dunatos through God. So in other words, what gives them active power and, 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 and dynamite power and power that's in action is because God is involved with these weapons. It's not just inherent power that's in you, but it's power that goes into action. It's power that goes to change things. It's power that moves things. It's power that changes situations. It's power that when it's released, things are never the same. It's power that when you arrive, but about when you leave, things will not be the same again. Can I hear an amen in the house? They are mighty. Watch. They are mighty through God. To what? Come on now, they are mighty through God to what? They are mighty through God to what? To what? Now, the word pulling down there is the Greek word kataheresis. Askis. And that word pulling down means to demolish something. So this Dunatos power, <laughs> that gets released through you, it, it pulls down, it, it destroys something. Hey, you're a dangerous person. I, I don't want to be sitting next to you tonight. You are too dangerous for me. This power is to the, to, the, to the pulling down of stronghold. It demolishes down. It means to bring something down with violence. I'm really starting to see something when it comes to kingdoms operating. <laughs> For as long as the world has been when it comes to kingdoms, it's always a power encounter. Even today, Basalon, let's be honest. There are certain economies that are known to be powerful economies. China and the U.S. are having a spat right now. And they are, two, they are the two most powerful economies in the world. And it's about squaring up with each other. When it comes to kingdom, when it comes to power, there's no negotiation. It's about who's more powerful than who. Ah, you're not hearing what I'm saying. That's what I'm learning. I'm learning that. And it's even worse when it comes to spiritual things. When it comes to spiritual things, Barcelona, Satan's kingdom is not going to just bow down to God's kingdom God's kingdom has to over, override and overcome and subdue. 
Demon powers don't just leave somebody. You've got to exercise authority and power for them to go out. Even if you have dynamite, even if you have dunamis, you've got to, you have to exercise dunatos for the demons to live. No wonder Jesus told his disciples in the book of Luke, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Somebody say power over power. Say it again, power over power. I'm starting to learn you being a nice Christian. You know, you, you, you are behaving as an RMS capsule. You will never get anywhere in your life. You better get some attitude about you. You get up, get some power about you. You start. You better start exercising power through your life, or otherwise the devil is going to run your home. Is going to run your church. Is going to run your children. You better get angry and exercise power over power. And if you don't get some attitude about you and some power about you and some violence about you, you are not going anywhere. You are not going anywhere. Jesus says, until the, the times of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God has suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I'm sorry, I'm not going to be nice when I pray. I'm not going to be nice when I deal with the kingdom of the devil. But I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm going to exercise power over power. Somebody say power over power. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So these weapons are mighty to the pulling down. We destroy we demolish. We exercise rulership over. What this means is this. Watch this, Barcelona. This verse is actually talking about the people that we are praying for to be saved. And it says as we pray for them, as we bring them to Christ, we use the weapons of our warfare. We're not fighting against them, but we're fighting against principalities and powers, and we are pulling those principalities and powers down. So in other words, if, you if we will cooperate with God, he will allow this miraculous power to be activated for you to demolish something. What are we demolishing? Strongholds. Watch this now. What are we demolishing? Strongholds. So here we are. The word strongholds is a very interesting word. It's the Greek word, there we go. Okuroma. The root word of that word stronghold means to hold something. But that word stronghold, what's this person? What's used for prisons, castles, fortresses and forts. The concept, therefore, is to place, it's a place from which something is held in a very strong way. So what this verse is saying is this, these people that we are praying for, they've got strongholds in their lives. They are held in a castle, held in a fort, held in a prison. They are a prisoner 
and they don't even know it. Runa, we're going to cast down, we're going to demolish that prison. Uh, as prayer warriors, our duty, our job is to demolish that prison, to demolish that castle, to demolish that fort, to demolish that stronghold. But these people, they are in a stronghold. They are held strongly. Watch this. What he's saying is, this is a place where the unbeliever is. And Satan is operating in their lives and he's holding on to them very strongly. So the unbelieving person is really imprisoned. They are in bondage. So Mamela, if you keep telling them, stop smoking. It's not going to work. You tell them, stop drinking. Come home on time. You're wasting your time. They're a prisoner. They're in bondage. Telling them to stop doing what they're doing is a waste of time. They're in prison. Marawena, you have the donators. <laughs> Somebody say donators. Say it again. Say it again. So to assume that they can be free, to assume that they're going to start behaving right is just a fallacy. They can't get out because they don't even know that they're in prison. They know that something is missing. So they go looking for it in drugs, in sex, in money, in pleasure, in the world. But they never get satisfied. Their life is going into a, in a circle. They're always in prison. But God says, watch this. God's going to release his supernatural power through you. That's going to bring in a demolition. Pulling down of strongholds. Now watch this. This is what I find very interesting. I saw it I'm getting excited. You must get excited. I must not be too excited. Somebody say pulling down strongholds. Alright, so we're pulling down strongholds. The next verse hearing, casting down imaginations. Now, here we go. You may be wondering why I heard this. Alright. So it says, verse 4 says pulling down. Verse 5 says casting down. Okay? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Pulling down, let's go to verse 4, the last part of verse 4. Pulling down of strongholds. And then verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself. You know, it's very interesting. Why is this, Masalana? That the expression pulling down and the expression casting down, it's exactly the same Greek word. And, and it, it, to, to me, it's, it's interesting that the translators decide to write it pulling down the one time and casting down the next verse. 
And yet in the Greek, it's exactly the same word. Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Now, by, 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 by changing it, they thought that they are trying to, to avoid tautology. By changing it, I think that they're, 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 they're trying to, 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 to avoid to, to, to be redundant. But by doing so, they are missing, they are missing the practice that was there in olden days. Particularly in the Hebrew and the Greek culture, because there's a way where they used a word twice for a reason, and it's a same concept in mathematics. Watch this, Mazala. All right. Three times three equals nine. Okay. Watch this. If you say pulling down here, and you say pulling down here, you are not multiplying, you are putting it to the power two. Well, how such a bit so you can be blessed. Look, three times three is nine. Mara, same number. Three to the power three. When you take something to a power level, three to the power three is not nine. It's, it's 27. Because three to the power three is three times three times three. Ah, you're not hearing me. Look at your neighbor who's not saying anything. Try to explain to them what you're talking about. Mamalang, three times six, Kibukai. Eighteen. Look at the name and say, Richuta Metsi, Mokereke. Three to the power six is 329. Because three to the power six is three times three times three times three, six times. When you bring something to a power, it increases. Oh, I, I see you behaving in a power that increases. Oh. Pulling down strongholds. It should read pulling down strongholds, pulling down imaginations. Guru, we are putting the word pulling to a power. Now let me show you another verse that you may never have thought of that reads like that in the Bible. It's, it's got nothing to do with this, Mara. It's, it's exactly the same concept. Go with me to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Isaiah 26 verse 3. Ere, 
will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed with it? That's not a wrong translation. That's a wrong translation. The word peace in Hebrew is the word shalom. In Hebrew it says, thou will keep him in shalom, shalom. That's how it reads in Hebrew. It's peace to the power too. Thou will keep him in shalom, shalom, whose mind is stayed on thee. So, this, this action of pulling down, this, this weapons of our warfare that we are using, this prayer that we are praying is multiplied to a power. We are pulling down to a power. The activity that we are performing, the power released is at another level. It's not power times two. It's power to the power two or to the power three or to the power four. What are we pulling down? But then we are also not pulling down demolishing strongholds, but we are demolishing imaginations. Watch this now. We are demolishing what? So we are tearing down strongholds. We're going to tear them down with violence. But now again, we are also tearing down imaginations. Now, as I close, three things that we're going to tear down. As we pray for these people, there are three things that we're going to destroy as we pray. As we release donators. As we stop behaving like RMS capsules, but we know that our prayer is going to change things. There's three things that we're going to deal with. They are in prison. They are not listening to us when we preach. They don't respond to our invitation. They don't want to hear anything about your God. They are busy insulting you and doing anything. Or it's a Christian who... Huh? We, we want to exercise the magwegwe. We want to remove the matwepenen. Huh? We want to detoxify them from famfamfa. We get into this mode of prayer. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's have our verse again. It says, casting down imagination. Somebody say imagination. So the first thing we do, we're going to cast down, we're going to destroy imaginations. How do we do that? Well, that's in prayer. You don't do it in front of them. The word imaginations is the Greek word logismos. Logismos. Now, this word imagination is not just about what people think in their thought life. It's not just the, 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 the scattered thoughts that people have. But logismos refers also to the source of people's thoughts. The source of their belief system. Their reasoning, their logic, their wisdom. This talks about what has been put into these people's minds over time. That causes them to think the way they think about God. 
You know, I've been thinking about it. When I started now, you know, I'm just wondering with the little, with the kids today who are growing up in South Africa, seeing so much said about the church that's negative. What you're not realizing is gradually we are creating people in whose minds God no longer matters much. That they can see the church as a scum. They can have an attitude towards the church. So as Bahula, because all of that has been put into their minds, they start having a certain attitude towards God. So it's imaginations. So even if those people are sitting in church and you're preaching to them, this is important, this is important. Even if they're listening to you, how it works is that they are filtering what you're saying through what they have learned all the years. So when you're preaching, it's not just what you're saying that they're listening to, they're also listening to what has been drilled into their minds all the years. So it becomes a hindrance. So they become called towards God. But this verse says, we're going to pull down the logismos. Watch this, Mazalan. What has been put in these people over time that causes them to think the way they think. The philosophies, the isms, words of the past. What about people who were rejected when they were young? What about somebody who was abused by a pastor? Their concept of God is mad. Yeah. So they were sexually abused by a pastor. They are thinking about God is mad. Or they were rejected by their Christian home. So it, it makes them think in certain ways. So this deals with the entire belief system. <coughs> Excuse me. Because your mind is the grid through which everything is filtered. So when you hear something, you filter it through the grid of your mind. So when you hear some information, this is what you, most people don't realize. You don't first think about what you are being told consciously. You first filter it through what you have been taught. It goes through your subconscious mind. It is filtered through your memory bank. So even before you have a chance to respond to what is said, you are already responding based on what has been programmed in you. And that's the biggest hindrance. The logismos. So as we pray and we use these weapons of our warfare, because they are mighty through God, God will reveal to us the stronghold that these people have. God will give us an insight and an understanding whether they're having a blockage when it comes to God. Maybe they don't want to come to God because they were rejected by the religious family. Maybe they don't want to come to God because they were abused by a pastor. Maybe they don't want to come to God because they, there's been so much negativity about the church. The minute God shows us that, this is what we do in prayer. We rise in prayer, we say, in the name of Jesus. I come against that stronghold in so and so's life and I bring you down in Jesus' name. Now you don't do it in their presence. Or when they're listening to you. But as God shows you what their stronghold is, you bring it down. Is this making sense to you, Basalan?
That's how you use the weapons of your warfare. God shows you where is it where these people are having a glitch. And you can bring it, bring it down. So what do you do? You ask the Lord, Lord, please show me where these people are at. Show me which area that's really causing a big hindrance for them in coming to Christ. And the minute God shows you, why do they keep doing this? Why do they keep going back there? The minute God shows you, you stand up in the name of Jesus against that stronghold. And remember that I said, it's power against power. Power over power. You start addressing that stronghold in their life. I had a very interesting story of a, a man who uh, had a situation happen in his church where somebody, they parted ways in a bad way. And this person, when they were away from this man's life, they kept on all the time saying so many negative things about this person and, and releasing things that were negative about this person. So a pastor came to preach in this church and supernaturally was able to pick up. And God showed them about this person. And, 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 and God said, I want you to address the spirits in that person and bind them and tell them to stop harassing my servant. Oh yeah. Because sometimes people come against you, it's not them coming against you, it's the spirits behind yeah. And they yield to evil powers because of the logismus. Some people, because maybe they, they met some unscrupulous pastor Kai Kai. Years later, when they meet you, they think you're also unscrupulous. So they start behaving in certain ways towards you. So even when you are doing things that are right, they, 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 but they, they don't know they're in prison. But when God shows you, you deal with the spirit behind. Am I making sense tonight? Am I making sense tonight? So when God shows you what the logismus is and the prison they're in, the prison of their mindset, you bring it down. That's number one. So you're bringing down imagination. Somebody say imaginations. Say it again. Say it again. In fact, it is this imagination that causes the gospel to be veiled from these people. I've realized that very often it is these thought patterns that stop people from coming. I remember years ago, there's a, there's a young man, I don't see him anymore. I don't, I don't know where, what happened to him. I have never, Bazarana, counseled with somebody for as long as I counseled with this young man. Long before we came to this church. He had a very difficult background. And it was difficult even to just get him to be delivered. You know, I've never prayed for people and gotten them not to be delivered. This one, Yana, it was very difficult. And I remember one day I was talking to him and I said to him, tell me what happens. He said, you know, when I'm in church, it's fine when you are preaching. everything, But the minute you start making altar call, I blank out. He said, something just, my mind just, he says, I don't even hear when you, I hear you starting to make the altar call, but just at that point, I blank out and I don't even respond. God, some power gets hold of me. There's a one young man, it was a difficult background, I can't go into it. But it was one of the most difficult things and I realized that Satan, that it's a stronghold. 
There are people who have strongholds, Barcelona. But you have the donators in Jesus' name. To bring it down tonight. So we are casting down imaginations. And then it says, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The word high thing is the Greek word hupsoma. It is the same root word that is used for the word pride. Watch this, Masalat. Very often, when you tell people about Christ, those who are in prison, even if they hear you, their pride keeps them away from accepting what you're saying. But the weapons that we have, we have been empowered by God first to demolish strongholds, cast down imaginations, and to bring pride down. So what do you do? As you pray, go into your closet and say, in Jesus' name, I destroy the stronghold of pride in so-and-so's life. There are people Barcelona, who know they need God, but their pride is keeping them away. It's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. There's people, even if they see their life is on a slippery slide and it's going south, they're not going to change. No. There are people who will curse God till their last breath on a deathbed. Yes. So we take authority over that prison of pride. So that's the second thing you do. Not only do you take authority over the logismos, you take authority over the pride because it takes humility for somebody to accept that they need God's help. Oh yeah. Takes humility. So we're casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And watch this. We are bringing into captivity every thought. That word thought is the word noema. It means more than the standard of thought. It means the schemes and the plans and the devices. These are not just scattered thoughts. In other words, we bring into captivity every high thing that exalts itself at the knowledge of God, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So in other words, you understand that these people in their reasoning, Satan has been using a strategy to bring them down and affect their thought patterns. And their thought processes and their thought patterns have been Affected by Satan. As a result, they cannot come into obedience to Christ. See, Barcelona, Satan is very strategic when he affects people's lives. Satan blinds people from the truth so that they don't see the truth. So what we do? In our prayer we say, I come against the logismos. I take authority over the pride and over every strategy strategy that Satan has used in these people's minds and in their thought life. And I bring it into obedience. In other words, we are cutting every strategy of the enemy against them. Remember this, Barcelona. Ever since that person was born, Satan has been working a plan to take them to hell. And Satan is very patient. 
He starts when children are babies. As I said, think about a child who gets abused as a baby. That abuse doesn't end with the abuse. It affects so many things in their lives. Think about a child who was rejected, who was abandoned, who was left in a bin somewhere, found on a street corner, who grows up in a home where they are told that we are not your real parents. Think about what happens. Think about how Satan uses that against this child. So when we pray, we use the weapons of our warfare. Oh, Jesus. To bring down all those strategies. Whatever Satan has planned against them. Whatever Satan has strategized against them. Whatever Satan had had schemed against them. We say in the name of Jesus, we bring you down. We bring down every effect of abuse, rejection, rape. We bring down everything that Satan has orchestrated against you. We say we pray and we capture that strategy in Jesus' name. Watch this. We say as an intercessor, I stand between the logismos and the person. I stand between Satan's strategy and the person. I create a wall in Jesus' name and I bring it into obedience to Christ. So the concept is this. I choose in Jesus' name to pray for this person and as I pray for them, I believe through my prayer they will willingly bring themselves under the dominion and the obedience of Christ. We are simply saying we are going to capture and intercept the plans of the enemy in their lives. We are going to release these people to really hear what God is saying. So that they can come under the truth of the gospel in obedience to the gospel. Now you need to pray this prayer as I close. You need to pray this prayer every day for that person until they get saved. Every day. Like I said, don't pray it in their presence. In Jesus' name, I rebuke the spirit of pride. <laughs> You'll fall under the power, but it will be another power. Don't do that. Do it in your prayer closet because God has shown you what is it that is in their logismos, how they have been affected. God shows you the spirit of pride they're operating under. God shows you the strategy that Satan has been using against them. So in a prayer closet, you say, I can see that in Jesus' name, I bring it down. And remember, where now you have dunatos. Your weapons, they are mighty. They are mighty. They are mighty through God to pull down the stronghold. Do this until you are saved. I had a very interesting story of somebody who learned this way to pray. They had a brother who who was really not good news. He would always come and taunt this sister of his about God. And this brother really disliked God and hated God. I mean, and, and, and given himself to bad living and drugs and alcohol and all kinds of things. He would be just toned out and he would just curse God. But this lady learned this prayer. And he started praying this prayer. 
Second week, this brother of hers overdosed on drugs. And it was at that time where he encountered God. When he came out of that, he was a changed man. Yeah? Changed. Two weeks. Now, now, I didn't say it's going to take two weeks when it comes to yours. Mara, it's an effectual prayer. It needs to be fervent. It needs to be continued. You need to take the weapons of your warfare. The other story I heard was that there was this couple. The man didn't even, he never even liked going to church. This brother never went to church. And he was, he was really giving his wife problems. And the wife didn't know what to do. And, and she just started praying this way. Learned to pray this way. See, Vazalana, let me just say this. If you have been using some approach of prayer for something and 50 years later it hasn't happened. Couldn't the wrong go up? And you know, for me, that's been my issue. Growing up as a child, it used to really bother me why religious people can do something even if it's not working and they still do it. And sometimes it's because even when we pray, we're not using the right way of praying. So this lady had been praying for the husband for years. It never worked. And she learned this way of praying. Number one, come against the stronghold of the donators. The thought processes, the thought pattern. What is it that's affecting them? Number two, come against the spirit of pride. Number three, come against the strategy that Satan is using against them. And say it. In the name of Jesus, I bring you down over so and so's life. And then after that, you can pray in the Holy Ghost. This lady prayed like that. Two months later, one day when the husband woke up, he just woke up and said, we're going to church today. Yeah, from nowhere. We're going to church today. She said, okay. So they drove around and ended up in this church. And when the altar call was given, he gave his life to Christ. See, this is, this is not a carnal, it's not carnal weapons. You see, you, you, can, you can tell your husband, when I was like, I could be healing. That, that's carnal weapons. <laughs> yeah, you can keep telling him, You can do that if you want to. You can tell your husband, you can tell your children, you'll die, you go to hell. You'll fry in hell, you'll burn in hell. You are full of pride, you are this and this. You can do that if you want to. But that's a carnal way. But our weapons are not carnal. They are mighty through God. How do we use our weapons? We pull down imaginations. We bring down strongholds. And every thought, we bring it to the obedience of Christ. You can use this other method. You don't, you don't bother them. You don't hassle them. You don't insult them. You love them. chopela In your closet. Yeah. You release dunatos. In the name of Jesus, I bring down this. I bring down this. So as we close tonight, I want you to think of one or two people that you can pray for tonight. Preferably in your family. Wrong, blind. 
And I can tell you, some of you, by the end of the week, some of them, their life will be changed. Watch my words. I tell you, I, you'll see, this works. And whilst we are on it, as we close, Bazalana, before we pray just for 30 minutes, on Friday, we're going to pray for families. So come with all your family members. It's going to be a day for families on Friday. We want to pray the blessing of God over you and your whole family. Oh, I thought you'd be excited. You're not excited. Okay, let me withdraw that. I won't do that. Higher inquiry, you're not excited. So on Friday, you bring your families. We want to release the do-not-toss of God. What do you say, Basalan? Let's stand tonight. Let's stand tonight. Let's stand tonight. So here we go, Basalan. We're going to take our prayer to a power level. Its effectiveness is going to a power level. We're going to use the weapons of our warfare. We're going to stop hassling them. When we go home now, we are not going to say, That's not what we're going to do. We're going to stop engaging them on that level. We are taking the warfare on another level. We are taking it to a do-not-toss level. We are filled with power. We are filled with do-not-toss. Like I said, some of the people may even be saved people. There are saved Christians who don't live like they are born again. They have strongholds. So what we are going to do tonight, you are going to ask God to show you. And some of them, by observing them, you can see, Hori, these people, this interest of your neighbor affects delay. Yeah. Their concept of God and their trainer. There's this thing that happened in their life. This thing probably has affected them. Stand against that thing and bring it down. Number one. Number two. As you pray for them. Stand against the spirit of pride. So that as God begins to work on them. You know sometimes God wakes people up. I've seen God wake people up in the middle of the night. I saw it with my, my dad. My sister here. She'll remember. Years ago, 1979, my dad, God began to work in his life. He wasn't backslidden. He was still serving God, but he really was not fully into it. He was serving God, but there was still more that he could have. Let's put it that way. He wasn't backslidden. One day as we were praying in the morning with my sister, I don't know if you think. She's somewhere. As we were praying with our in the kitchen, we heard are dead praying in the bedroom. We heard his voice. Early hours of the morning, 5 a.m. Rev. Him praying, crying out to God. Crying out. Soon then we heard an altar voice join him. It was our mother. <laughs> she was praying. We didn't hassle them as children. We just took time to pray. See, God can go where your stubborn and your terrible words will not be able to go and have effect. Yeah. As you pray, you release, do not touch. God works on them where they are. And God begins to touch them. So right, even as we pray, God's going to touch them. And my dad recommitted his life to Christ. And I remember a few days thereafter, I prayed for him to be filled with the Holy Spirit. My mom got born again that time. She got filled with the Holy Spirit much later. I see it happening in your life in the name of Jesus. And tonight marks the night. 
So we stand against the logismos. We bring down the spirit of pride. And then we demolish all the plans and the strategies that Satan has used against these people. That they may come to the obedience of Christ. Say it with me, Heavenly Father. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I pray. Mention their name. Mention their name. Whoever they are. Mention their name. I pray for them. Say it with me. I pray for them. Say it again. I pray for them. In the name of Jesus. I stand against the logismos. The thought patterns that has been characterizing their life. Whatever influences their thinking. Whatever makes them to think about God the way they do. Whatever is the cause of their attitude. The source of their attitude. Right now. Tonight. In this place. In the name of Jesus. Say it again in the name of Jesus. Come on say it that like you are a soldier in the name of Jesus. Say it in the name of Jesus. Now you may remember some other things. Just mention them before God. Some other things that are affecting them and influencing them. Mention them before God. Mention them before God. Father, I pray for so and so. Such and 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 such. Mention it. Mention it. Mention it. Mention it. And then join me. Say in the name of Jesus. Say it with me. In the name of Jesus. I bring you down. Say it again like a soldier. I bring you down. Say it again. I bring it down. I bring down the logismos in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I take authority over the spirit of pride over so-and-so's life. Mention their name. Mention their name. Over so-and-so's life. I take authority. I take authority. I take authority. I take authority over the spirit of pride. I take authority. Say it with me. I take authority. Say it with me, I take authority over the spirit of pride. I demolish you, spirit of pride. I bring you down. And tonight, I stand against the plans. I stand against the strategies. Whatever influence that Satan has had over the years of their lives. Whatever impact you've had over the years of their lives. Things that are done in secret. Things that were set in secret. Strategies and schemes against them. I stand against those plans. And I bring them into captivity. I capture them right now. I demolish them right now. Say it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say it with me. I release. So and so. Call their name. I release them. 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 Say it with me tonight. Tonight. I release them. In the name of Jesus. Let the donators of God. Go to work. Create a miracle. Create a miracle. In their lives. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. And whatever it is, God lays on your heart to pray for them. Pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. Pray in the Holy Ghost tonight. 
Come on church, do what the church does. Jesus says my house shall be a house of prayer. Let's regain our strength and our power in prayer. as you pray as God shows you as God reveals to you the logismus as God reveals more things about that person begin to declare it Begin to declare it. Begin to bring down strongholds. Bring down strongholds in their lives. Devil, you are not going to have them in the name of Jesus. Devil, you are not going to hold them in bondage in the name of Jesus. Devil, you are not going to have them forever in the name of Jesus. Mamma Makota Levasita, Prakata Rabariatola Basata.